listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. Guys, we are your hosts, Sal and Nim, and we are back with another episode of our community-driven Grief Tip Tuesday segment, which is a bite-sized episode where we share griefy tips and advice by you all, for you all. Sally. What are we talking about today? What well, was that? A bit of Northern. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought I was trying to be Scottish. Oh, were you? <laughs> I love it. Um, today, guys, we are sharing your experiences and tips on coping with platitudes. Some of you may know what a platitude is. Some of you may be like, what the F are you talking about? So, you know, the meaningless cliches, the offhand comments and ill-fitting statements that often seem to be like dished out automatically without a second thought after a loss. And, you know, they can be a big source of feeling less than supported um, when you're grieving. And like not everyone says them in a mean way or means them to come across in a sort of minimizing way. But I think even when people have the best intentions, sometimes these statements can really sting. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I'm guilty. I think I've said a few of these bloody platitudes when I hadn't experienced a big loss myself. I probably said the wrong things to people without realizing like they are their offhand comments and very common. So I think when you're grieving, you don't want to have to pretend that you're doing okay to be told things like, well, at least they're in a better place or you'll be all right. Or one that everyone hates is like, stay strong or you're so strong, you know, they wouldn't want you to be sad, all of those things. Yes. And we actually have a section in our book about platitudes because they are such a massive pain point for grievers and they can play a huge part in impacting relationships after loss, can't they? They bloody well can. Um, Sal, why do you think they can hurt so much? Well, I think part of what makes platitudes difficult or these kind of statements hard is they maybe sometimes feel so misaligned with like your reality and and what you're feeling and I think they can feel like quite dismissive these statements and and almost like minimizing for a griever like it's almost like expected to like squash our pain or cure like emotional unease I think that's why they can be really hard yeah and I think You know, it's so normal when you are supporting someone or someone that you love is grieving, like you want to fix them and you want to take away their pain. So you say all of these things to try and do exactly that. But the, you know, the problem is death is something that can't be fixed, you know, it can't. And not having people just sit there and listen to how you're feeling, but try and like rush up your grief and, and yeah, fix it all for you can just be really dismissive like you said and and hard to to cope with and feeling like they're not supporting you in the ways that you deserve definitely and I think not everyone says them with like malice or they don't mean Mm. to kind of diminish your grief or make you feel unsupported I think people just don't really know what to say so they kind of churn out these you know these kind of unhelpful like statements or comments and I guess that's why we do the work we do and so many other amazing grief resources are trying to raise awareness of like how to support people in grief and how but also on the flip side how to cope when you're on the receiving end of you know these comments and advice because yeah it ain't easy. And sometimes you can just be like a bit dumbfounded, can't you? Like, what do you say? And then you might just shuffle around the topic. So hopefully today's episode might help 
Yeah. And I think it's good to learn some strategies to help us cope with this unsolicited advice and comments. And that's what today's episode is all about. So as always, you guys have shared some great tips and advice. So we hope that some of these might help you. So let's jump in. First up, we've got Emma. So Emma says, someone needs to write a book on all the dumb shit that gets told to grieving people. One thing that helps me is reminding myself that the person is usually coming from a good place. Society cannot accept sad people. So people generally go into fixing, fixing it more, exactly what we were just talking about, instead of sitting with you in your grief. I have distanced myself from people who continue with the unsolicited advice until I'm in a good spot. And I've found that that really helps. Yes. Um, it's so true, you know. People don't like people being sad around them. It like, you know, it's like yeah. it's contagious or something which is not the case and I think it helps to like if someone is you know sort of saying things that might not be helpful just remembering that maybe if they have an experienced loss they just might not have a clue like and and sometimes if someone is doing you sort of more harm than good in terms of helping you feel supportive like it's okay to put a bit of distance between yourselves um until you kind of feel like you're ready to cope with you know Cope yeah. the old platies, <laughs> the platy tubes. <laughs> Erica Rose says, I lost an ex-boyfriend to suicide and I'm now losing my mum to cancer. I've found with my current partner, family and friends that the best way to avoid unsolicited advice when I'm sad or venting is for them to ask me, do you want solutions or comfort right now? I find it saves a lot of battles, especially with my partner. That's a great one. And Erica, we're so sorry for what you're going through. That's a lot to be dealing with and to, you know, have, have that kind of wisdom to be able to tell people what it is that you need in that moment, I think is great and something that we could all take on board. And it's okay to let people know, you know, it's okay to say, Hey, it'd be good if you could ask me this question, you know, when mm. I'm in, when I'm grieving and um, some people will take it on board. Some people won't, but yeah, it's a, it's a great tip. And Natalie Jane says, I think the best thing is to pull the person up on what they've said. Otherwise it upsets you. Yes. And I think, you know, that, that, that these two answers show that there's lots of different ways that we can approach these situations, right? Mm. You can kind of frame it with someone and say, look, actually, this is going to help me more if you ask me if I want solutions or comfort. Or you could just be direct and say, hey, like, this isn't actually helping me. <laughs> something that we are not great at, but we are working on is being direct. It's so important, but like a lot of people find it really uncomfortable to set boundaries and, and let people know that things have made them feel, feel shit. But I think definitely as we're getting older, Sal, we're getting better at that, aren't we? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So what are some good ways that we could do that? So we've got some advice from our community here on on how to sort of be more direct and what helps them kicking off with Amy, who says that being direct and saying, I just need you to listen. I'll ask for advice when I need it has really helped her. And that's the thing. Like it's just being really concise, I think as well. And just really clear in what you say, Emily finds that honesty is the best policy when she receives platitudes. She says she tries to detach from the, from the words and just be honest and say, look, I really don't find um, that statement helpful. It's brave to do that, like definitely. But <laughs> ballsy, you know, Emily, ballsy. But if I you're love up it. for it, <laughs> um, um, that's fucking shit. Why did you say that? I'm gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Step, 1980, agrees, and she says, "Explain to the person how they make you feel. They'll be grateful and will learn." 
And Marissa says that what has really helped her with platitudes was to make it known to those close to her that it was not helpful. For example, she really hated the comment, you're so strong. So she gently let people know that she didn't like to hear that. That one really grinds people's gears, doesn't it? Like Mm. the you're so strong one. And I think on that topic, I think why is because when you're told you're so strong or you're handling it so well, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be dealing with it like you are. It doesn't leave room for you to be vulnerable or have a shit day because you've now got this expectation that people are putting on you, that you are this strong person and you can handle anything. And that is not the case. Most of the time, I think a lot of people that do come across as strong externally can be often a very different narrative happening internally for them. You know, they might not feel comfortable sharing how that they, how they feel, or they might not be coping well, but yeah, it's just that it's, it's a tough one. That one. I think as well, when people say the platitude, you're so strong, when we're grieving, we actually just want space to fall apart. Like mm. we don't want to have to hold it all together. Do we like, we yeah. just want Permission. to be allowed to <laughs> not be strong. So I think that's why, yeah, like it can really, really great. And Farrelly girl has a good one here. She says, um, she suggests saying, thanks for the advice, but I don't think that will work for me right now. Simple to the point. Um, Debt star Lala says, Ooh. nod, listen, and then change the subject. And Tyra has a bit of a different approach here. She says, I try to have lots of patience and grace, especially if they haven't experienced loss. Again, loads of different ways you could approach this. Um, There's no right or wrong way. It's really what works for you. But there are some fantastic suggestions here. Jacko's got a good one here. She said, it's a tough one. I always try to handle things as calmly as I can and try to remind myself that comments mostly come from people without the experience of grief. If the comment is offhand, I also try to explain in a nice way why it's not something to say to someone who is grieving. I love that. Giving them, mm. giving them a bit of education on the go. Definitely. Said, yeah. So like if someone said to you, like, you're so strong, you could say like, to be honest, I actually really don't feel strong. And like, what really helps me is having that permission to just not be strong. Like, yeah. Or something like that. Or like people say, at least, you know, they weren't in pain. You could say, well, I find that that comment is actually really unhelpful because I feel like it just makes me feel like my grief is diminished. So if you could just not say that around me, I'd really appreciate that. Something like that. Do you know what I mean? It can be said in a nice way, can't it? It doesn't have to be like to the aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do snap and you are aggressive, you know, that's warranted too. You're grieving. So however you choose to communicate this to people, it's totally up to you and we support all of them. Um, Kat says, my advice is to tell people it's better to listen and be present. And that's all they need to do rather than offer any advice or comments. That's a great one, Kat. Mm. I love this brilliant piece of advice from Stacey to end this episode on. She suggests that when hit with the griefy platitudes, ask yourself, is this hurtful or helpful? When a hurtful statement comes your way, you need to advocate for yourself and protect your energy by standing up for you in capital letters. Set the record straight in a polite but firm way. It's okay to let people know if their comments hurt. Yes, Stacey, preach. <laughs> That's a really good, yeah, is it hurtful or is it helpful? I really like that. And I think mm. there's, you know, you do have to protect your energy. And if you are, if you have people in your life who are kind of doling out the platitudes and it is draining you or hurting you, then, you know, it's fine to 
stand up for yourself. Set the record yeah. straight. Set the record straight and get those boundaries up, guys. You know, we love it. We love a boundary too. Definitely. And, you know, I think maybe that the next time that if you do kind of educate somebody and, and let them know how it feels or that it doesn't help, then maybe that might help them next time they come into contact with someone else grieving, you know, they might understand what, what to not say and what to say. So it's important to have your own back guys. Yeah. And you know, people don't know what to say. People don't know how to support people unless they've been through it themselves. And that's why, you know, this community is so amazing too, because we're all banding together and we're all getting said the same bullshit, but you know, we need to come at it from a place of like, Hey, they just don't get it, but we all get it. So, you know, come and come and share your thoughts and feelings with us all the time because you're not alone here and we're all getting said the same silly things. So Thank you to everyone who has shared their experiences and advice for this episode. We really hope that it helps you guys. And yeah. If you guys have enjoyed this app or if you love the pod, if it's helped you in any way, we have a small favor to ask. We'd love it if you could spend a few minutes just leaving us a rating or a review as it helps Good Morning get seen by other people. Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back very soon with another episode of Grief Tip Tuesday. Until next time, see you soon. Bye, guys.